What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I am your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Friday to you. Today, we're going to fit a lot into this podcast. We've went through over the last several weeks and ranked the position groups in the AFC East. And we've done all of offense, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and offensive lines. Today, I want to do all of the defense. So we're going to break it into defensive tackle, edge rushers, off-ball linebackers, cornerbacks, and safeties. I've ranked every position group one through four amongst the entire division. And in the finale today, to close things out, I've went through and created a chart and I've scored all of the units against each other and I've averaged out everyone's grades to determine who I think the best teams are collectively. And I broke it out into offense and defense as well. So I have offense, average rating, defense, average rating, and their total average rating, which I will disclose to you at the end of the show. But first, we've got to work through each of the defensive side of the football position groups so you know where I stand. And then I'll reveal how they stack up in totality. Let's start with defensive tackle. Let's start. Let's go top bottom. Let's go one, two, three, four. Let's go top to bottom. At number one, I have the Buffalo Bills. The the Bills have the best defensive tackle situation in the AFC East. And uh, I kind of listed out everyone's top four guys defensive tackle or hand in the dirt defensive lineman. I know that the Jets, Patriots, and Dolphins do a lot of three-man fronts. Uh, so I went and enlisted four guys for every team. So for the Bills, Starla Tulele, Ed Oliver, Quentin Jefferson, Vernon Butler. Uh, what is that? That's three first-round picks right there. Three out of four of those guys is a, is a first-round pick. Star, obviously we know who he is. Ed Oliver, I think he's going to have a monster year two. Quentin Jefferson is going to be a wonderful wonderful piece of this rotation, and Butler can play back up at one-tech and three-tech. I didn't even factor in Harrison Phillips to this equation. At number two, I do have the New York Jets. Quinnen Williams, Steve McClendon, Henry Anderson, and um, Nathan Shepard, the other down lineman that they have. Quinnen Williams, you know, top five pick uh, in 2019. I think he's going to have a big year. Uh, he got injured in week one. We know it's difficult for defensive linemen to come in and make a big impact right away. Uh, but Quinnen, with the injury right away, on top of his you know learning curve, it didn't help him. But Obviously, I think he's got a high ceiling. I thought he was one of the best prospects in the 2019 draft. Steve McClendon, as solid as they come, is a run stuffer. Henry Anderson, obviously, he's a dirty player, but as a as a you know a five tech or a base end type player, he's he's a he's a good player. And then uh, you know Nathan Shepard's a guy they drafted a few years ago who fits nicely into the rotation and can play multiple spots and has a lot of athleticism. At number three, I have the New England Patriots, Lawrence Guy. Uh, Bo Allen, Dietrich Wise, and Adam Butler. Not a lot of star power there, but I think solid players, guys that fit what they like to do, long arms, heavy hands, eat space, maintain run fits, stay in your rush lanes, all of that type of stuff. It fits what the Patriots want to do. There's no star power. You're not going to see big production from those guys, but they fit that defense. And number four, I have the Miami Dolphins. I like their top two guy, Devon, two Top two guys, Devon Godchow and Christian Wilkins, but they have two rookies in Raquan Davis and Jason Strobridge as their next two guys. And, you know, I, I just, there's not enough depth there that we know to feel good about 
placing the Dolphins any higher than number four. Moving on to edge rushers. At number one, I have the Buffalo Bills. Mario Addison, Jerry Hughes, Trent Murphy. Um, I mean, there's a lot of longevity there, experienced players, guys that have been productive for a long time in the league. At number two, the Miami Dolphins, Shaq Lawson, Kyle Van Oy, Emmanuel Agba. Uh, you know, they just paid good money to get uh, Shaq Lawson and Kyle Van Oy. Um, and they will fit well to Brian Flores' defense. Emmanuel Ogba has been a good player, but he's injured a lot. Um, I'm not sure that they have anybody with a 10-sack a, a ceiling there uh, like the Bills do. I think Hughes and Addison are both guys with double-digit sack ceilings. So they've, they slot behind the Bills, but there's a lot to like about that trio. The Patriots at number three, Chase Winovich, John Simon, and Josh Uche, um, I, I really like the makeup of that group. Simon's a you know a try-hard veteran, but in Winovich and Uch, they've got two young, really athletic, um, bursty, bendy-type pass rushers that could be really special. They could be number one by the end of the year uh, you know, based on the young talent there. And then at number four, the New York Jets, who just don't have anything scary in terms of outside pass rush. They have Jordan Jenkins, Terrell Basham, and Harvey Lange. Um, you know, Jenkins had an okay year for them last year, but there's, there's nothing to be worried about there. You're not going to be really concerned about those three guys, uh, compromising the width of your pocket. Let me tell you guys about rockauto.com. This is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. Next up, we've got off-ball linebackers. At number one, the Buffalo Bills. So this is three straight defensive spots, defensive tackle, edge, and linebacker that I have the Bills at number one. Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, A.J. Klein. Edmonds and Milano is is a really outstanding pair of, you know, do-everything type linebackers that can play in space, cover, tack downhill, play into the line of scrimmage, blitz. I mean, they're just do-everything guys. Uh, number two, I have the New York Jets, C.J. Mosley. You know, I think they would have loved to have him a whole lot more than basically the game and a half they did last year. Paid big dollars to acquire C.J. Mosley, and he's a good player. And, um, you know, he'll mean a lot to that defense this year, but obviously last year was pretty much lost due to injury. Uh, behind him, they have Blake Cashman and Avery Williamson. Cashman is a high-energy player that they drafted out of Minnesota, and then uh, Avery Williamson, kind of a cerebral, um, you know, middle backer that can play into the line of scrimmage, defend the run. That's kind of been his calling card in the league for a while. At number three, I have the Miami Dolphins, Jerome Baker, Raquan McMillan, and Alandon Roberts. Jerome Baker's kind of their guy that has range and speed on the second level. McMillan's their uh, their downhill plug, thumper-type player, and then Alandon Roberts probably going to be the matchup-type player. 
probably play some offense for him too. Um, but you know, they can have him rush and do some versatile things with him. Number four, the New England Patriots, Deonta Hightower, uh, Jaquan Bentley, and Brandon Copeland. I mean, Hightower's a downhill thumper, and then the other guys are just matchup specific type players. I I do not like what the, the Patriots have in terms of off ball linebacker, but Belichick just always seems to make it work, so it doesn't matter that much. At cornerback, number one, not the Buffalo Bills. So I had the Bills at one for defensive tackle, edge, and linebacker, but not cornerback. I had the Patriots at number one. Stephon Gilmore, who's arguably the best cornerback in the league. Jason McCourty and J.C. Jackson in the slot. J.C. Jackson's been really good. And they also have John Jones, another corner that plays. They do a lot of matchup-specific stuff. And, you know, they got the right mix of guys for that defense. And obviously an elite player, the reigning defensive player of the year in Stephon Gilmore. Number two, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Byron Jones, who they're giving big money to to come over for the Dallas Cowboys. Outstanding man coverage corner, outstanding tackler. Uh, Xavier Howard, who they're paying a ton of money for him, but he let's face it, he wasn't he wasn't right last year. He needs a bounce back, but we know what he can do when he's healthy. And then their their first round pick, one of their three first round picks, Noah Igbenogany from Auburn. He's got a really high ceiling. Um, you got to love his feet. You love his his hips. Um, you love his physicality, the way he plays the game. He's just a bit raw, but all the tools are there for him to be a top tier performer. And I know that when they drafted Igbenogany, they were thinking about the Bills. They were thinking about the 11 personnel that the Bills are going to roll out on a high percentage of their snaps, and they need three guys to match up. And uh, if you're going to throw out Brown, Beasley, and Diggs, you better have Howard, uh, Jones, and Igbenogany to match up with that. And, and, and they did that. Good credit to them. And number three, I have the Bills. Uh, Trey White, Josh Norman, and Taron Johnson uh, as the trio there. You guys have heard me talk about them at length, so I'll spare you my thoughts. And at number four, the New York Jets, Pierre Desaire, Arthur Millay, and Brian Poole. Now, Desaire was a surprise cut from the Colts, um, so we'll see how he fits into this Greg Williams defense. Uh, and then Brian Poole has been a good nickel player, and then Arthur Millay is not a preferred starter. He's a, he's a weak link in this defense uh, for sure. So I have it Pats, Dolphins, Bills, Jets at cornerback. At safety, the Bills are back at number one. Jordan uh, Poyer, Micah Hyde. You know, that's a top five safety tandem in the NFL. There's some other good safety tandems in this division. Number two, I have the New England Patriots, Devin McCourty and Patrick Chung. Um, you know, I think that's probably a top seven, definitely a top 10 safety tandem. And they play three safeties. They're going to miss Deron Harmon this year, but between Adrian Phillips and Kyle Duggar, they're going to get somebody to replace that role. And you'll see a lot of three safety stuff from the Patriots. I have the Jets next at number three. Now, I think the Jets, um, if you if you believe Jamal Adams is back, you know they probably go up to number two. But does anybody think Jamal Adams is going to play for the Jets this year based on all the noise that's been there since the trade deadline when they were flirting around trading him with to the Dallas Cowboys and the momentum that's happened this offseason and some of the things he said and you know I just I don't know if that's salvageable. So with no Jamal Adams and you think about it being Ashton Davis, a rookie, and Marcus May, that's not that great. You know, that's 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 definitely not better than McCordy and Chung or Hyden Poyer. So they're at three under the assumption that I don't think Jamal Adams is going to be part of this mix. And uh, then at number four, the Miami Dolphins, uh, Eric Rowe and Bobby McCain. Eric Rowe's a uh, long, rangy type player. Uh, that really does a good job of matching up with tight ends. And then Bobby McCain, a, a converted uh, cornerback, has moved back to free safety. And 
Um, he's a he's an average player. So uh, I have the safeties: one Bills, two Pats, three Jets, and number four, the Dolphins. So we've reached the end of this series of ranking the position groups in the AFC. So now it's time to disclose what we learned and how this all stacks up and you know who's the best team going into the year, at least in my view, and, and kind of taking this uh, from a position-by-position position look. And so what I've done here is obviously all the teams are ranked one through four. And so I, I gave all of the rankings, and then I averaged them together. And obviously you want it to be the lower scores being the better scores. And so I broke it up into offense, I broke it then into defense, and then I did total. So to kind of tie this all together, I'll tell you where I had the Bills because I know that's where you're most interested, and then we'll kind of move to the rest of the teams. For the Bills, I had them at quarterback number two, running back number three, wide receiver number one, tight end number two, O-line number two. Uh, Defensive tackle one, edge one, linebacker one, cornerback three, safety one. For the Dolphins... Quarterback one, running back one, wide receiver two, tight end one, offensive line four, defensive tackle four, edge three, linebacker three, cornerback two, and safety four. For the Jets, quarterback four, running back four, wide receiver four, tight end three, offensive line three, defensive tackle two, edge four, linebacker two, Cornerback four, safety three. For the Patriots, quarterback three, running back two, wide receiver three, tight end four, offensive line one, defensive tackle three, edge two, linebacker four, cornerback one, and safety two. All right, so how does this all stack up? On offense, I have it... Average score, number one, being the Miami Dolphins at 1.8. The Bills at number two with an average score of two. Uh, Number three, the Patriots at 2.6. And at number four, the Jets at 3.6. And remember kind of my thought process there with with the Dolphins. I know you might be surprised to hear that they're, they're number one on offense. Now, keep in mind they're number four on offensive line, which is not where you want to be last uh, when you're stacking up your offensive position groups, but you know they've they've really solidified so many of their positions. Quarterback with Tua coming in and Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was the best quarterback in the division last year. You know they got this nice running back tandem of Matt Breida and Jordan Howard. Tight end Mike Gesicki is probably the best tight end in the division right now. And then at wide receiver, they really enjoyed a breakout year from Devontae Parker uh, to go with you know some of the other guys, Preston Williams, who was flashy as a as a rookie. They've got. Albert Wilson, Jakeem Grant, Alan Hearns, you know, and so that puts them above weak units like the Jets and Patriots. So the Dolphins come out of this thing 1.8 as the number one offense. Now, defensively, things are different. At number one on defense, I have the Bills at 1.4. At number two is the New England Patriots at 2.4. At number three is the New York Jets at a uh, score of three, average score of three. And the Miami Dolphins are four at 3.2. So the way this fell is the Bills are number two on offense and number one on defense. When you take all 10 of the position groups that I averaged together, the number one team, the Buffalo Bills, number one, 1. 1.7, was their average rank. 
at number two is actually a tie. The Patriots and Dolphins are both 2.5. Now, I think you give the tiebreaker to the Patriots for so many reasons, starting with Bill Belichick being their head coach uh, and you know just the, the proven success there and how it's not necessarily ever been about talent for the Patriots. About It's about the team and how players fit together. And so I think you give them the obvious tiebreaker there. Uh, so, you know, even though they have the same score, I think all the intangibles swing heavily to the Patriots side of things. And then a number four, the New York Jets uh, at an average ranking of 3.3. So I had the Bills number one at receiver, defensive tackle, edge, linebacker, and safety. The Bills were not below, they were not last in anything. They had two third place spots and they were cornerback and running back. And running back, I mean, that was really just came down to me being honest about, you know, Devin Singletary basically only having 180 touches in his NFL career and Zach Moss having none, and I didn't want to be too assuming. At cornerback, as concerned as you want to be about it, or as concerned as I want to be about it, Trey White is an elite player, and then opposite of him are three options that have been successful with Sean McDermott in the past. And one of them just needs a stick. And McDermott every year seems to be able to figure out CB2, and he's had a top four pass defense the last two seasons with the Bills. So, uh, you know, it's it's a concern, but it's also not really a concern. The Jets finished fourth in quarterback, running back, wide receiver, edge, and cornerback. So half of the position groups, they finished fourth. They, they only had... Two positions where they were in the top two, and that was defensive tackle and linebacker. For the Dolphins, they were last in offensive line, defensive tackle, and safety. And for the Patriots, they were last in tight end and linebacker. So there you have it. That's how I stack things up entering the season. It's nice to be finished with this series. Next week is going to be a fun week on the podcast. We're doing... um, the ultimate division crossover. So each day we're going to talk about a different team in the AFC East. It'll be all four of the locked on hosts. Uh, so we'll have Mike debate from locked on Patriots, Kyle Krabs from locked on dolphins. And we're going to have John Butchko from locked on jets in addition to myself. And then each day we'll talk about a different team. I think it's the dolphins on Monday, the jets Tuesday, the bills Wednesday and the Patriots on Thursday. So that's what you have to look forward to next week. All of the division hosts coming together and really just talking about their perspective on each team as we get closer and closer to training camp. So don't miss any of that. And then the following week, I'm going to do my own form of training camp preview by position. And I know there's a lot of good positional previews going on right now. I've enjoyed uh, what Greg Thompson has been doing over on the Cover One Buffalo podcast, uh, bringing in some great guests, uh, including myself. No, we, him and I talk defensive line, but you know I've listened to the other ones so far. I really enjoyed Brandon Thorne on the offensive line. So he's doing that. Um, and I, I want to kind of give it my own little spin here in terms of how I want to preview uh, training camp. And so I'm going to package it a certain way that I'll tell you about next week, but there's going to be uh, participation and engagement uh, from you guys as, as I talk through these position groups as we get ready for this season. And I, I do it from, I think, a, a perspective that is unique. Uh, it's uh, engaging. It's collaborative. And um, I think we're going to talk about just the key stuff, you know, like I don't need to sit here and tell you that Stefan Diggs is really good at playing wide receiver and, and Cole Beasley and John Brown are coming off career years. I want to get into some, uh, some more challenging conversation about each position group. So stay tuned for that. Don't miss any of this stuff. Make sure that you are subscribed 
rate, review, and share the podcast. I hope you had a great week uh, in general. I hope you had a great week listening to this podcast. I hope you have a great weekend, and I look forward to catching up with you on Monday.